So I've been thinking about a text, a scripture story that scary story in the Bible. Since it's a scary Halloween night, I thought we should tell the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. It's a scary one. Never, I've never seen anyone try to pretend like there are any of those characters for Halloween, and I'm glad. So um, there's uh, a story about this Lot, Lot's wife who became a pillar of, of salt. I don't know. I've never seen anyone be a pillar of salt on Halloween. Have you? Okay. So, um, so I want to read the story a little bit. Um, can you not hear me? Okay. So Lot was a guy who, Lot and Abraham, they were these two characters who, they left this place called Haran, and it was a, and they had God called Abraham and said, "Go from um, your house, I mean, your country, from your." you know, your clan and from your father's house and mother's house to the place that I will show you. And so he left everything to follow um, the call of God, right? And God says, I'm going to bless you and make you your name great and make and multiply you. And through you, all the nations and the families of all the families of the earth will be blessed. So that was a long time ago, right? And he took Lot with him and they left and they went on this big journey, right? How many of you have ever left your um, homeland and gone somewhere where you didn't know where you were going to go. Has anyone ever done that? Yeah. All right. So it's kind of a, Abraham was called to do that, but it was God who called him. And so when he got to the Canaan, the land of Canaan, um, he was with Lot and they were both having really big successes. Like they had big herds of sheep and cows and they were getting really wealthy, and so they started to kind of encroach on each other's territory. And so Abraham said, look, Lot, wherever you go, I'll go the opposite way. Let's just separate in on be on good terms. And so said that Lot chose the very lush areas in the valley. I'm just going to read this about Lot. He's kind of – Abraham just said, you, go, you choose. You take your pick. Lot lifted up his eyes, and he saw all the valley of the Jordan, that it was well-watered everywhere and this was before the lord destroyed sodom and gomorrah like the garden of the lord like the land of egypt and lot chose for himself okay so i don't know if you've ever done that where you saw something that was attractive and you chose for yourself and uh this is kind of like in the garden of eden when you know when the woman saw that the fruit was good and took it and chose it for herself in a way right and abraham meanwhile um well, then it says, Abraham settled in the land of Canaan, while Lot settled in the cities of the valley, and he moved his tents as far as Sodom. Then it says, now the men of Sodom were wicked exceedingly and sinners against the Lord. Okay, so the Sodom, people of Sodom were really, really bad people. They had like the haunted forests, but they were really, truly haunted. There was evil stuff going on. This was like a bad place. And it was, um, so anyway... Think about Abraham. He's up in the mount, up in the highlands, and lost down below. Abraham is in the place where he's. God actually says, "Look to the, look north, south, east, and west. I'm gonna give you all this land." And so he, Lot chose for himself and kind of took. And Abraham was just told, "Look, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you everything, right?" And in a way, that's what we're all called to be: is kind of more like Abraham, uh, just trusting that God's gonna provide for us and give us 
um, everything that we need. If we seek first the kingdom of God, if we seek first the way of Jesus, then there's a promise that we don't have to be anxious about our, where we're going to live and about how we're going to get our food for our, you know, to go shopping, pay our bills. We can, if, we, if we're doing what we're called to do, we can know that we don't need to worry. We don't need to stress. Okay, we don't need to just take for ourselves, right? I remember all the guys in the jail in the past, they were, they were always in there for stealing car stereos. That was back in the day a long time ago. And, you know, um, and it was like they would just take for themselves because they didn't know how they were going to get this, the money for the, you know, for the crack that was, everyone was using back in the day. That was what I remember. It was like car stereos to, to sell to buy crack, you know, back when we first moved here. And every, so many guys, everyone I knew was, had stolen car stereos, right? And it was like, uh, do you guys know anyone that's ever stolen a car stereo to buy crack? That was a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, but God says, like, if we're seeking first the kingdom, we don't need to stress. He'll give us abundant, abundantly. So anyway, God visited Abraham and made all these promises. Like he had an old lady, literally for a wife, who was like in her 90s, and they weren't able to have kids. And God says, I'm going to, next year I'm going to come back, and she's going to be pregnant. You know, that would be crazy. It'd be scary. Yeah, yeah, anyway, and that's how Isaac was born. And so anyway, so then the angel said, should we tell Abraham what we're going to do? You know, um, God was, God came and visited and there was three of them, God and then two angels. And so God told Abraham, look, Sodom is evil. There's so much bad stuff happening. There's, they're exploiting the poor and they're just mistreating everybody. All the, you know, the, uh, they're underpaying everybody. There's nasty stuff going on there and we're going to, I'm going to have to go down there and deal with it. And so then Abraham he prays, oh, God, if there's even one, if there's 10 righteous people, will you spare it? You know, and, and, and he gets all the way down to finally saying, if there's five, and I think, and God says, yes, I'll spare it. There's five. So, but finally, the, the angels go down there. What they encounter was like really bad place. You know, they come in and um, they go into the town and Lot shows up and says, hey, you guys, uh, don't stay in the town square. Stay with me. And, um, you know, but it, and it, he urged them, like pressured them. you, you got to stay with me because he knew that in the, if they were in the town square, they were going to get like, like seriously, like hit on and beaten up and raped and everything. So they stayed with him. And then the men of the town surrounded the town or surrounded their house and beat on the door and said, bring out those men so that we may have sex with them, you know, rape them. And uh, and so then Lot says, oh, my brothers, he goes out and he says, Look, I have two virgin daughters who've never been with anybody. Like, just take them and do whatever you want, but don't hurt my visitors. And so you're like going, Lot, why would Lot not just get fried by a bolt of lightning right at that moment? Like, he was an evil dude, right? Really bad person. And um, anyway, but, but then the angels grabbed him and pulled him in. And then, uh, and then they struck the men with blindness, okay? And so the people were just groping around and they couldn't get in. And then the angels said, you guys... We got to, you guys got to get out of here. We're going to, we're going to destroy the city, but you know, you guys need to get ready and hurry and flee, you know, escape before it's too late. Okay. And so that's what I want to read about right now. In, um, can someone turn the lights on? I can't see very well. So Genesis 19. And you know, it's kind of interesting because the angels, there's two of them. And one of the things that God does 
um, Jesus does when he comes is he 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 calls disciples, ordinary people, and he then he divides them up into groups of two and he sends them out to uh, visit people, kind of like these angels, to go door to door to houses. And when people welcome them, then he says, eat, stay there and eat their food and then heal the sick and tell them the kingdom of God has come. And so in a lot of ways, you know, the angels that went down there and were there to rescue Lot, you know, uh, I think there's a call for us. God's looking for people who can, can be agents, almost like 911 agents who can go to, you know, to kind of help pull people out of really bad situations, right? So if you look at what happens in chapter 19, the problem is Lot was sort of a little bit clueless, quite a bit clueless. So Lot, the angels come to Lot and they say, Lot, um, up, get, get out of this place, you know. Um, he, he told Lot to get all of his sons-in-laws and daughters and everything, and, and they, they needed to get ready because God was going to destroy the place. And then the next morning, the angels urged Lot, saying, get up, take your wife and your two uh, daughters. I don't know. I don't have it. I have a different Bible. Genesis 19, verse 15. Take your two daughters who are here, or you will be swept away in the punishment of the city. But he hesitated. Okay. And um, have you guys ever done that? Have you ever felt like there was a warning? Like, get out of here. The cops are going to come. But you waited, and they came. And it was too late. Or something happened that was really bad, you know, uh, pull off because you're you're just under the influence. You're drinking too much. You're, you're out of control. You're going to get pulled over, pull off, pull off the road. But you didn't. You ignored it. Has that ever happened to anyone where you've been warned, but you hesitated? Okay, me too. So the men seized his hand and the hand of his wife and um, and the hands of his two daughters. For the compassion of the Lord was upon him. And they brought him out, and they put him outside the city. Okay, so imagine that. There's Lot and his two daughters. Who could be Lot? Can you be Lot, Roger? Come on up here. Okay. And and, and Lot's two daughters? Okay. And so, Ugesi, you could be an angel. Come on up here. She could. She's my angel. <laughs> okay, so you guys are in Sodom, and this is the border right here. And this other side is outside the city. This is the city gate. Gracie, come here. Help. Okay, you guys, you guys gotta hurry and just get out of the city. Okay. Okay. So come on. Okay, let's go. go. Gracie, come on. Let's grab him. Go grab him. This is like urgent. We gotta go. Okay, okay, we're gone. Go, go, hurry, go. Oh yeah. Okay, sorry. And don't look back. Okay, so okay, so that's good. We got we 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 saved those people, right? We saved those people. That was really good. You know, um, I feel really bad because um, I feel like a lot of times God has told me to go and to go find certain people, like I. Jason um, Cargill was telling me about Happy and how he wasn't doing well. And I knew he lived out at the compound. And I felt like I was supposed to go find him. And I, and I, ignored, um, I ignored that. And I feel really bad.
because uh, for quite a while, I, pr I was praying for Happy and I knew where he was and I, and I didn't do anything. And then he died. Okay. And then I felt really bad because then I felt like I was supposed to go find Larry Presley. And so, um, but I ignored that too. I was praying for him, but I didn't do anything about it. I just, I had, I, I didn't, I was a bad angel. I was like, uh, I didn't do anything. And so then he got arrested. But before that, he got hit pretty bad over the head with a baseball bat. And so then I decided, you know, this is, I'm through with just being a bad messenger. You know, the word angel means messenger. So I, I went and visited him in the, in the jail. And I had a really good encounter with him last Friday. And then, um, and then I said, uh, so what's happening out the compound? He goes, oh, man, you should go out there. Tell him that um, Larry sent you. And the women are off to the left and the guys are off to the right. And so I thought, okay, but should I go by myself? I kind of thought to myself and people were saying, no, you probably shouldn't go if you've never been there. And so then I called Roger and I said, Roger, you want to go with me? And he goes, yeah, I'll go with you. And so uh, we were supposed to meet earlier on Friday. And then Roger um, came late. And so by the time we got out there, it was pitch black. And we pulled in and it was like, you know, there was all these just trailers just in hundreds, I don't know how many cars that were just like laid out everywhere. And, you know, it was a little bit of a creepy place for sure. Oh, yeah. It was it was a little bit scary because uh, so we went in there and we were like, we just started to pray. We just said, you know, kingdom of God come on earth as it is in heaven you know we just pray for all the people in this place and just bless them all and then we went um we knew that some people that lived there because they came here um because they knew uh they were part they, they one of them was a partner of happy and so we went and we saw this flashlight moving up and down and so we thought okay there's life so we thought i hope they won't be creeped out if we show up with a flashlight the two of us so we just thought okay we're gonna go for it so we we prayed and we walked up and we were like hey How's it going? You know, and we introduced ourselves. I said I was from Tierra Nueva and Larry Presley. We were visiting him in the jail and he says, hey, what's up? How are you guys doing? And so then the guy said, oh, Larry, how's he doing? And then I said, I, I introduced myself a little more than the guy said, oh, I know you from the jail. Yeah, Bob. And then he bangs on the door and uh, I mean, he bangs on the top of the motorhome and out comes all these people. And and we were able to pray for these people. And so and I'm gonna go back this week. It was so cool. So anyway, I just feel like God wants us to be, you know, kind of going for it more. I, I really feel like, you know, we were meeting on Wednesdays and um and going out, and you know, but I really feel like there's a place for uh, I think there's a lot of people out there who need to be we need to go after them a little bit more. You know, and we need to just grab them and pull them out of, a, of situations. Not that we can go against their will, but is a way to show love. You know, the compassion says the compassion of the Lord was upon these guys. And they went and they just grabbed a hold of them by the hand and pulled them out. Right. And I don't know. Do you see a need for that? Or would that just be too heavy handed? Yeah. So. This literally, it says he, they seized him. The, the angel seized them by the hand. And it's the same word as arrested. So it's kind of a strong word. Like they really grabbed a hold of him and pulled him out of there. And we don't want to be like that, like the cops. In fact, that's what they said at the compound is that the cops have been coming every day. Like what did they say, Roger? Uh, like 10 deep. Sometimes. 10 deep. And, uh, and 
that they might have to move, you know, uh, another worry and, and need that was expressed. But... They've been pulling people out of that compound and literally arresting them and putting them in the jail or, or putting them, getting them into treatment or, you know, housing and different things. And so maybe, you know, there's no electricity. It was freezing cold out there when we went out there. And their places were wet from the pouring rains the days before that, right? But anyway, so so here's what happened in this story. Um, so when they when they brought them outside, one said, escape for your life. You know, when people leave, when they get free from a life of, you know, from years of addiction, from troubles, you know, we've seen this with a lot of our people. Once they get baptized, or even like when they're even before they're ready to be baptized, like when people are just getting, just deciding, I want to change my life. That's when they need to run for their life. Right. That's when people need to run for our lives, because that's when temptation is right there. You know, it's like there's this magnetic pull on people to pull them right back into the old life. Right. Um, and that that pull is really hard to resist for a lot of people because it's their friends. It's their friend group. Right. And and, and it's uh, and it's the addiction and it's uh, freedom from pain and anxiety. What's that? What they know, you know, absolutely. You must come under attack because you're at your highest, and it just becomes an attack on you, is what I feel. Yeah, and so, uh, they say, Escape for your life, do not look behind you, and do not stay anywhere in the valley. Escape to the mountains, or you will be swept away. So, think of Abraham, he's up in the mountains, there in the valley. The valley is where the, the easy life is, where there's all the temptations, it's there's slot machines, there's you know, malls, there's uh, there's meth, you know, there's there's what? Liquor stores, you know, like um, there's big screen TVs, you know, with there's just all kinds of, you know, like fluff and there's McDonald's. I mean, those aren't, those aren't bad things, but there's temptations, right? And so he says, escape to the mountains. It's kind of like symbolic of the spiritual place where you're away from all the temptations, right? But Lot doesn't want to escape to the mountains. He says, oh, please, Lord, please, angels, can I just go to a city, a little city? And so then they let him go to a little city, but he gets totally messed up. Like uh, his daughters get him drunk and they both get pregnant with him. Okay, that's what happens when he goes to the little city. Because, see, this, this family really got like, like, like kind of defiled by living in Sodom, right? I mean, first the dad's ready to throw them out to the rapists, okay? And now the daughters are getting their dad drunk and getting pregnant with him, right? And so, and but you know what? Those babies were part of the, they're, they're in the genealogy of Jesus. So like that's, God works even through those crazy situations through broken lives, right? And that's what's amazing about the Bible, right? Not that we're recommending that people, that happens, right? Not Not at all. But God can make all good outcome out of bad things. God is an expert at turning our, our mistakes into opportunities. You know, God is an absolute master expert artist at just turning our like our lives that have just gone down, we've gone down bad paths, and He can just turn everything around and then bring us bring us around and into you know a life, abundant life. And that's what He's trying to do with Lot. Okay. So here's what happens. Check this out. Um, so then um, the sun had risen over the earth when Lot came to Zoar, and the Lord rained on Sodom and Gomorrah, brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. So like there was serious judgment on this place. And he overthrew those cities and all the valley and all the inhabitants of the cities and what grew on the ground. I mean, 
Gracie and I went there to Sodom once. And it's it's a really hot, dry valley area. And it's, you know, it's it's, you know, I don't know what to make of it other than it's the lowest place on the planet. You can't go any lower on the planet Earth than where the Dead Sea is. Yeah. And so it's kind of like the opposite of the mountains. It's like the lowest place literally on the planet. It's like minus, I don't know what, under the water, you know, below sea level. Okay. So, but his wife, okay. So Lot took off, escaped, but went to the little city instead of to the mountains. But his wife from behind him looked back and she be she became a pillar of salt. Okay, so that's the danger of looking back, right? When we look back, um, I mean, did she really literally become a pillar of salt? You know, and the, she became a salt lick for all the cows. And, or what happened to her, right? <laughs> I don't know. But I want to read you guys something about Lot's wife. Because it's really beautiful, This what this guy writes. I have a Kindle that I got given to me by the church. And this is the first time I've ever used it. I, I, I bought this book by... Falok, what's his name? He's, he was like 300-something A.D. He wrote a book that I'm going to read from you. His name is Philoxenus of Maburg, of Mabug, Mabug, Philoxenus of Mabug. Okay, look what he writes. This is a little bit hard to follow, but hopefully not too far, not too far. Remember the wife of Lot. Um... I see, I'm going to read a little bit further before that. Do not look back. Um, therefore, if a person goes and comes, travels and turns around, walks and returns, sends and sends, in other words, if we're one minute doing good, next minute we're falling backwards, and we just have that life of just not really decided that we're going to follow, you know, follow Jesus. We're just constantly relapsing back into old ways of living, you know, um, you know, um, becomes thin and then becomes fat, is cleansed and then is defiled, is shining and is soiled, you know, is purified and defiled. You know, one minute we're like asking God to cleanse us, next minute we're, we're watching porn again. You know, one minute we're just like, you know, whatever, you know, being really generous, the next minute we're holding back. You know, we're, we're like that as human beings, right? Like I am, I, I, I screw up and then I, I fall back into my old ways. And then I then I come back, I go back to wanting to follow Jesus, right? But then he says, purified and defiled is modest, and then it's extravagant, is renouncing and then coveting, denying and then affirming. Uh, by such things as these, the way of discipleship is not completed. Like we don't become a disciple if we're not like looking forward, if we're always kind of falling backwards, right? But whoever lives by these things stays put on his place and doesn't move forward. We don't move forward, right, in, in our lives if we're going to just stay, you know, kind of one one minute hot, next minute cold, right? Uh, from the We stay put in the place in which we stand. And because of this, we also don't reach whatever we're pursuing. How does one attain it? Well, if he's not running towards it, how are we going to get there if we're not running towards the, towards the goal, right? And um, therefore, if this one who is set out to go and to travel and to walk forward has spent half of his life, so to speak, in the way of discipleship because he's worked in both of them. Will he not be able to commit himself to either one? Okay, well, anyway, um, remember the wife of Lot because the love of her people and the sound 
of howls of her friends had forced her to turn around and look behind her. So she became a pillar of salt, as it was written concerning her. Because her soul did not become salty by fear of the Most High, she became a pillar of corruptible salt. Remember then this woman who was divided in her mind and perished. So become divided like her and not turn around behind you lest you remain on your spot. Like who wants you to just stay in your spot? That's kind of what she represents. She's just stuck in one place. She's not going anywhere because she looks back, right? And this is the thing that I see that we have to encourage each other to keep running forward, to not just get stagnated. But we have, you can't really, you have to be going forward towards Jesus. Otherwise, you're going backwards or you're just paralyzed, right? And um, isn't it important to repent too? I mean, that's right. Yeah. We have to repent. So that's about. Oh, yeah. Gracie was saying that, um, I, was I confessing that I watch porn? No, actually, I don't. That's not one of the issues that I've struggled with myself. But whoever turns around and looks behind himself after he's departed on the journey of this road, his soul will become an unfeeling pillar. So I'm going to read that again. Whoever turns around and looks behind himself after he or she is left on the journey on this road, his or her soul will become an unfeeling pillar. Just as the wife of Lot had ceased bodily sensation, so became a pillar of salt. So also here, the thought that always looks back at corruptible things will cease and be numb to the sensation of spiritual things because the memory of the world acquires for us the dullness of the purity of the heart, dullness of the heart and soils the clarity and the purity of the soul. And this physical worry will darken the pure gaze that renders the mind capable of constant vision towards God. That's a little complicated, but. Wow, but how old is that? But he wrote that like 300 AD. That's a long time ago. Like, yeah. So anyway, like, I just feel like God is wanting to invite us to, you know, to to kind of like go be more serious about like leaving our old life, right? Leaving it, leaving it behind. And you know, we always do this with people that want to. Like, we've had a lot of people come here and say. Like, hey, I feel like I'm I'm being drawn towards Jesus. And so we say, okay, well, and they say, we I think I want to be baptized. And so then we're like, okay, let's start meeting. And sometimes I feel like we do it too slow, you know. And then once someone's baptized, sometimes the enemy just tries to pull them right back. It's just like the, the powers of darkness just seem to kind of attack the person. But but I, I think it's because a lot of our people are people that are such high value people for the kingdom of God. And the enemy says, man, I, don't, I do not want to lose that um, Jessica. You know, I don't want to lose her. I don't want to lose Chucky. You know, the, Chucky's my man. You know, I mean, the enemy's like Is wanting to. All of us are valuable. But the enemy wants to keep, keep us completely in his little realm where he can just uh, make us just, just mess with us, right? And Jesus is like out looking for us. And he's saying, follow me. You know, follow me like like I want to, I want to pull you out and strengthen you and build you up, and renew your life and heal your heart and comfort you from all your hurts. And I want to be the higher power that you need to be able to be saved, you know, from death and from and from just, uh, you know, from really failure and 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 from not achieving your dreams. You know, God wants that for our community here, and there are so many precious people in our county, you guys. 
and all of us know people who are are not following they're not moving forward they're 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 in danger actually they're they're in real danger of losing their lives potentially even right or of just like spending an, another bunch of years just spinning their wheels and not really going anywhere fast and these are people we love right they're people that we love and um some of them are maybe we're, we're mad at them we're angry at them we're frustrated with them you know they're not always easy people right which is uh but but god i think god wants tierra nueva i feel like our calling as a mission is to be a safe environment where we can um we can bring people in who are coming out of lives of struggle and where we can they can be built up and then go out to uh like the like the angels who can go and and you know and go out and visit people and then and then pull, pull them out of their of the situations people that are ready like lot was ready and he was willing right God wants you know to equip us to be part of his uh, missionary movement and i'm excited about that like i i have a lot of hope and uh, just talking with josh um you know um I talked with him today and last friday and just seeing how the holy spirit is moving in our county you guys the holy spirit is moving in our county going after people even when no one physically no human being maybe is even going after them the holy spirit's going after them. and so we want to be doing the work of the spirit i think the holy spirit gets frustrated with us it's like what's up bob i tell him to go visit larry and he doesn't i tell him to go visit happy and he doesn't and then finally he went on to the compound with roger oh great excellent good job bob but like he's god's wanting way more people cuz think about all the people that we have in our county that are that are out there at large who you guys know so what do you think some of us maybe need to be like lot um we need to be we need to let the angel pull us out and we need to flee okay cuz lot wasn't ready to be to help anybody at, at the point where he was at he just needed to be pulled out of that bad situation he was like somebody who was just submerged in a in a trap house and not doing well and addicted and and lot so wasn't an angel not wasn't an angel but lot was part of the family of god okay and you know, i personally have to rebuke everything that comes my way i mean i i had a methamphetamine addiction on friday i'm standing there with all of you guys at the bible study it's over i walk over to the bathroom there's a guy i'm in jail with standing right in front of the bathroom he looks at me and he says i got a half ounce of meth and i go no i don't live like that anymore you know that wow it's like you know without that strength you know and i i even looked over my shoulder a little bit you know i'm like whoa you know it's it's yeah. Well, you know, it talks about how the enemy is like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. You know, but flee. You know, we have to flee from that, right? Run, escape, run for your life, you know, run for your life. And and you know, we need to run for our lives. We need to get strong and then see God's going to like send us uh to people around us. Maybe he's not going to send us right away to the compound or places where we're going to run into too much temptation. That's but what I wanted to say when you went to the compound, I wanted to go with you. I can't go out there. I know those people, you know. Yeah, and so and I know. I know They're not everybody, there. but the thing is, God has people that we can influence in our own circles who we're ready to influence. We're we're strong enough to influence certain people, right? And then God's going to raise us up and strengthen us so we can, you know, we can go after go into harder places, right? 
I, I believe that. And I just wanted to know um, if we could just pray right now. I just think we need to pray that God would just help us. Like, if you feel like you, you need to be strengthened so that you can flee, run away and escape the temptations. Um, why, don't, why don't you just stand and we're going to pray for ourselves. I'm going to stand too. I have temptations too, but they're different. Than, all of us have different temptations. So I stand. So let's pray for ourselves that God would strengthen us. Okay. And then we're going to pray after that if we feel like that interests us to kind of be part of God's team to go after other people. Okay. First, let's pray for ourselves though. So Jesus, here we are. Um, help us, Lord. There's, the temptations are so strong in this county. And all of us, you know, the enemy's out like a roaring lion. And just give us that strength to run, to run away and to not look back. Just help us to not even look back, you know, but just to keep our eyes um, fixed on you and to and to run forward and not back and to not turn around and to not hesitate either, to just uh, flee for our lives. I just pray for all of us for, for strength to, uh, to be able to move forward and not get stagnated and not certainly not relapse and go backwards. But thank you that if we do, you're right there to help us and you forgive us. And you cleanse us. And thank you, Lord, that you cleanse us. And when we repent, we just, we just, we confess our sins. And, you know, that you are faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And to cleanse us from everything. All the ways we get slimed. And so I just pray right now that you cleanse all of us. Cleanse our minds. You know, we just come against the enemy's temptations and the lies. Where, where we get seducted, seduced into thinking that something's better than it is. And, uh strengthen us to be able to resist evil and choose uh, the way, the narrow path that leads to life. In Jesus' name, amen. So now if you guys feel like that interests you to be to be part of like, uh, you know, to be one of the, like go out on teams eventually, like, and, you know, just to reach out to others, right? Um, like it does take time to get ourselves strong, but look, Jesus called disciples um, who were just fishermen. They were just looking for fish. Right. And probably to sell the fish and party on the weekend. Right. They weren't like righteous, like holy rollers. They were just like like common, ordinary workers, like construction workers of the day. OK, so he called them. He says, follow me and I will make you fishers of people. And Jesus wants to equip us. Right. So that we can be fishers of people. If that interests you, I'd like to invite you to take a step forward. OK, if you want to do that. OK, now let's pray. So, God, here we are. We just, uh, these angels are really beautiful, what they do. They, they go down, and that there they are. They're ready to just grab people and pull them out of harm's way. And um, thank you. We, we want to just ask for you to help us know how to do that and uh, show us who. Uh, help us to be obedient when you, when you put, bring someone to mind. Um, just uh, show us how we ourselves, even in our um, whatever state we're in, whether we're weak or whether we're stronger, to show us who it is that we, you know, can need to be praying for and who it is that we need to even be reaching out to strengthen us to be able to do that. And, um, and, and I just pray for this valley, pray for the people out the compound, pray for all the people out there who, um, who are just homeless and who are cold, the people in the woods on, um, over behind Edgewater park, you know, um, just, we just, there's so many people that uh, could die in this cold weather 
They're all flooded out. They're all flooded out. So, Lord God, we just ask that you'd have mercy on our county here. Mm -hmm. And help us to be merciful people, too, and not look down on anyone. Mm -hmm. And strengthen us to just uh, be a movement of love and salvation. In Jesus' name, amen.